It's been a year since African Union and Somali soldiers drove al-Shabaab from Mogadishu, and there are signs of renewal in the Somali capital. Rebuilding work has begun, and there are new international flights carrying people to the city. Despite that optimism, thousands of people who were displaced by the fighting are still stuck in what should have been temporary camps. Mark Yarnell is with the group Refugees International. He's in Nairobi, just back from spending five days in Mogadishu. Mark, why are these people still in these camps? When al-Shabaab left the city, it allowed uh, local militias to consolidate power and take control of some of the IDP camps. Internally displaced people. Pardon me, internally displaced people. As aid comes into into these camps, those who, who control the camps, they're often referred to as gatekeepers, they ask for the displaced people to pay a portion of that aid as rent, essentially. And we heard indications of those who were displaced wanting to go home, but because they were back on the rent, they were were not allowed to leave. Now, how far does the control of these gangs or gatekeepers, as you call them, extend? Can they decide who comes in or goes, who you speak to, things like that? Some displaced people find that they uh, actually do receive some security from their gatekeepers. There are others who are quite merciless and cruel when... Uh, there's a distribution of food, for instance. Once the aid workers leave, the gatekeepers will then go around to the residents of the camps and demand a portion of the food as their rent. In other cases, if there's a delivery of shelter, the gatekeepers may sell them in the local market and then take that money. You know, Some describe it as essentially quasi-slavery. And why can't the, the people who are in the camps just leave, go back home now that al-Shabaab is no longer in Mogadishu? Uh, each situation is is different. There's many camps throughout Mogadishu, but in some circumstances, the gatekeepers themselves are aligned with militias and are quite powerful, and that, that has a major impact in, in the ability of displaced people to sort of move on their own free will. Uh, I mean, they're essentially treated as, as commodities in some cases. Now, these camps were set up during the fighting uh, against al-Shabaab on land that had been abandoned, but I, I assume that somebody owns the, the land, and, and maybe now that things are getting better are coming back to take their property. What are the consequences for the people in the camps? No, this is a very important context and, and dynamic to understand of what's happening in Mogadishu. You know, there, there's a lot of positive stories. There's development, there's schools being reconstructed, there's new businesses popping up. But as the city develops, the government wants to reclaim uh, portions of the land where IDPs were settled. Um, the businessmen who come back uh, often want to reclaim their land. You know, when we went to a, an area which had once housed probably tens of thousands of refugees in a, an abandoned school. And the positive story is that the school is being refurbished and will hopefully be open soon. It's a secondary school. But the other side of the story is that the displaced people who were living there were basically just evicted. And it's, it's unclear where they went and where they're able to live after that and what kind of services they could receive. And there are, you know, there are upwards of hundreds of thousands of displaced people living in Mogadishu. And so the more that land owners seek to reclaim the land, the more this is going to be a, a serious issue. Mark Yonell is from the group Refugees International. He was talking to us from Nairobi, Kenya. Mark, thank you. Okay, thanks very much.